Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a lot to get into today around the world of baseball. Lots of stuff going on in Major League Baseball over the past week. Trey, I'm just going to get right into it. And the question that everybody wants to know, can he do it? Robert Pujols, seven home runs away from 700 with 41 games to play. Can he do it? I mean, if he hits like he did on August, yeah. I mean, dude is having an insane month. He's he's reversing time in August. Uh, I am 50-50 on it still because it's seven. It's seven home runs, and he could get it in a week. He could get it in a month. He could get it. He might not get it. I think he passes A-Rod. I think that's for sure. So I think at worst, he's going to be between like 97 and 700. So let's, I think that's where, where it'll be. I was of the mindset that he's not going to get it. But then every day, it seems like it's another Pujols home run. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay, he hit, he hit another one, but you know, that that's probably going to be, he's going to slow down. He's not going to get to 700. And then the next day, it's another Pujols home run. You look at his stats, the last 15 games that he's played, he's hit seven home runs. Six of those have come in his last seven games. I mean, the dude is on fire. He is hitting like he, he was back in his early days with the Cardinals. He's playing at an insane level right now. I really hope he gets there. I think everyone across baseball hopes that he gets there. Uh, and he said that if he doesn't, this is still it for him. He's still retiring. He's not going to try to come back, just try to chase 700 home runs, which I respect that, but it'd be really, really cool to see him get there, see him become just the fourth player ever to reach 700 home runs in a career. So I really hope that he gets there. I, I think, you know, just the way he's playing, I think that I'm going to say he'll get there. I'm going to say he will reach 700 in the next 41 games. I just... It's, it's tough to look at how he's played over the past week, two weeks, and think, no, he's not going to get there. So, yeah, I'm going to say he reaches that threshold. He reaches that mark. I think it's going to come down to the wire. It's going to be close, but I think he gets there. I hope. That would be cool. It'd be cool to see pools get to 700. I mean, that's kind of, you know, especially because he'll be with the Cardinals doing it. So that's, that's something that I'd be excited to see yeah it would be it would be a really cool thing to see and you know like i said he he has said that if he doesn't get there this is still it for him he's still going to retire but honestly i i I would not blame him one bit if he retires this year with say 697 and he comes back next year just a mr 3000 movie yeah remember that exactly yeah just like that i would not blame him one bit if the Cardinals just sign him on a month to month basis, just to hit three more home runs and try to get to 700, because it's just such a, it's such a unique threshold, you know, 500 home runs 
is obviously the, you know, that's, that's the, the club, the 500 home run club. Then you have 600 home runs where you're even more of an elite talent if you get there. But 700, that's only three guys right now, Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth. So if he hits 700, he joins those three guys in baseball's uh, history as one of the best hitters in the game. So I, I would love to see him come back next year, just try to get those home runs and then call it quits. And I wouldn't blame him one bit. I'd say there's no shame in that. But there's also no shame in retiring with 690-some home runs. It's still a fantastic career. He's going to go down as one of the best hitters in the history of the game, a top five player of all time, in my opinion. So I just love seeing him play like this at the end of his career. It's great. It's fun to watch, and it's good for baseball. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially because the Cardinals are are looking really good in the NL Central with the you know Brewers taking a step back and – and everything, it looks like they, they've taken firm control of the division. So that's always a positive sight. Yeah, it uh, is definitely good for baseball, good for the Cardinals, fun to watch. Uh, all right, let's talk about what's going on around the league right now. The Some of the series that got underway last night, including the Subway series. And that one had a pretty good outcome for the Yankees, who have been struggling Out a little time. bit. Struggling a little bit since the All-Star break. A 4-2 to win over the Mets in the this Bronx last night. End. The big win for the Yankees. A needed win against Scherzer. Judge hit his 47th, but the Yankees need to get out of August. I mean, granted, I, I'm okay with them struggling in August compared to September or October. But uh, I think this is a win-win for both of us because it helps the Braves and it helps the Yankees because they need a win. So uh, big game tonight. Uh, as we record on Tuesday night, um, it was looking like the Grom. I think it's going to be actually Walker who's going to pitch for the match. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, there. Yeah, uh, big win, like you said, 47th home run for Judge. I believe he's on pace now for 63, 64 home runs for the His season. His pace has slowed down as the Yankees have struggled. We'll see what happens. Stanton is supposed to be back in the lineup Thursday. Okay. So that that actually might help Judge in terms of how he gets pitched because they could be a lot more conservative with Judge lately because Stan wasn't right behind him. So if Stan's back, uh, Andrew Benintendi seems to finally have found his form. He had a really good game last night. So I, I like the front half of this Yankees lineup. DJ gets back. DJ plays well. You know, it, it should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, of course, the other home run race. You know, neither of them are really races this year. It's just players going against time. Um, but Aaron Judge going for, you know, 61 home runs in a single a season. A record chase. Yeah. Pretty much uh, a record chase. Um, so you have Judge going for the single season and Albert Pujols going for 700 in his career. So it's kind of fun that we're getting, you know, late August, almost to September, and we have two kind of home run races to watch like that you know like I said neither of them are against someone else because Aaron Judge is uh, I think he's absolutely going to lead the league in home runs I haven't you know even looked at who's behind him recently but I don't think there's any way that anybody's going to catch him before the season is over he's got 47 currently and uh, Jordan Alvarez is second in the American League with 31 so actually Schorber is second with 34 in the, yeah. In the national league. So, Oh, I, yeah. you said in the league. Okay. All right. But yeah, so he's got a, uh, a 13 home run lead over Kyle Schwarber. So 
I don't think anyone's going to catch him, but it's just it's just up to him now. See if he can get to 61, which he's on pace for. So we'll have to see if give, he can keep. That I'm going to give you an underrated storyline that I just just mentioned that could be an interesting chase down the stretch. Okay. Paul Goldschmidt could win a triple crown in the National League. He is he is the leader all in all of baseball and batting average by ten points. He is second to Shorebird home runs, only down by three, and only two RBIs behind Alonzo in RBIs. And no one is talking about it. I think Paul Goldsmith is quickly becoming the clear MVP for the National League. I think those races are shoring up. I mean, I get the Otani buzz because he's Otani, but the Angels suck, and Judge is having a historic season. But that is actually interesting to see kind of uh, like – I didn't even think about it until I looked at the numbers that Goldschmidt was going after the, the triple crown. And he, he might get it. Excuse me as I sneeze. That's great podcasting for you, folks. Yeah, I didn't realize that. But, yeah, you're right. He, he's got a, quite a lead on uh, – now, are you talking about just the National League? Yeah, he would just get yeah. the National League. Obviously, he's not going to yeah. get the home run <laughs> lead. But, I mean, he could get – I mean, he could lead the league in home runs – I mean, in RBIs, he's only three behind Judge, and he could lead the league in batting average. But if he he could get the home runs in the National League, so he'd get the triple crown in the National League. Yeah, I I, I didn't realize that. I mean, he's got quite the lead in batting average. Uh, Yeah, he needs to make up some home runs to uh, catch up to Schwarber, but there's plenty of time for that. And, yeah, yeah, he could definitely do that. Nice observation. That's not something that I had uh, noticed, so – that's another end of the season storyline to watch. Makes us a great team, my friend. <laughs> great team. Yeah. All right. So a couple of things to watch for as the season winds down. Paul Goldschmidt going for the triple crown. Aaron Judge going for 61 home runs. Albert Pujols, seven more. Seven more home runs to get to 700. Maybe one an episode. One every time, like every week. So the next seven weeks would just be like six more. There you go. That would work for me. Uh, yeah, you are right. The Mets have Taiwan Walker going on the mound tonight, facing Frankie Montas for the Yankees. So game two of that Subway series. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that the Yankees can win some games here because that does help out the Braves as the Braves are currently three games behind the Mets and they're currently playing the Pirates, who they beat last night and should be should be an easy series to sweep. So yes. if the Braves can get three wins against the Pirates and the Yankees can get some wins against the Mets, the that really game, does help the Braves. Two game out. set, so they uh, would okay. make up. Right, so I'm pretty yeah, it's a two game set. Still, that helps. If they can get a win tonight, that would put the Braves at two games behind the Mets. So every little bit helps. It's a close race in the National League East. Uh it the Mets got away a little bit, but the Braves are coming back. They actually had a really good week. They took three out of four against the Mets last week, and then they took two out of three against the Astros over the weekend. So really good week by the Braves to kind of close in on that National League East lead. And can I can I throw this in? I think the Yankees are set set up if if especially they get the win tonight for a really big run to end the month of August because they go they go to a West Coast swing, which is you know, you go for a Seven game. Well, it's actually an eleven game rose stand. Three, the last three are in Tampa, which is always a close game. But before that, you play four in Oakland, which they're not good, and you play three in, in LA against the Angels, 
they're not good. So the Yankees could build a lot of momentum. If they win this game, I would not be shocked if they go on a run just based off of the teams they're playing. Um, they go on the road to Tampa and then they're home to Minnesota who hasn't played well. So in this next, you know, two, two week stretch, the Yankees could correct a lot of, of their mistakes. Cause it's not like they've been, they've played some good teams during this losing stand. Seattle, probably a playoff team. St. Louis is, we've talked their praises already. Seattle again, you know, the Red Sox are always a close rivalry and then Tampa, they've, Tampa's had their number the last three years. So it, it's it's definitely been a – and then they got swept uh, – almost swept by Toronto. And Toronto's contending for a playoff spot. So we'll see. We'll see what they – what if they can bounce back and finish this month off strong because uh, I know this team wants to get out of the month of August the way they've played. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely been a rough month for them. They are – Still holding on to that American League East lead by a pretty good margin, eight games over the Rays. Um, but yeah, you know they want to they want to get back to winning the way they were, and so I think you're right. I think they got to play well the end of this month and get on a little bit of a roll here to get things back going the way that they were before, uh, really before the All Star break, but before August, absolutely. Uh, Trey, we've had some. Pretty big names commit to the World Baseball Classic. I actually have a list. All right, good. I've been trying to find the graphic that had all the all the players at their respective positions, but I haven't been able to find it. So pull up Here, the list. Let us know who we here got. Here are some notable names. We got Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Bryce Harper, JT Raimundo, Trevor Story, Mike the Goat Trout, Pete Alonzo, and Cedric Mullins. It's that's just a, a small list. Uh, obviously, manager was announced recently, and it's uh, Mark DeRosa. Mark DeRosa, who's going to manage the team, which is uh, that's pretty exciting. MLB Network's own Mark DeRosa. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how it shakes out. Looking at other countries, Jose Altuve is committed to Venezuela. Uh, so it, it looks like it's going to be a star-studded World Baseball Classic, not just in the U.S., but, you know, with multiple teams. I think Bruce Bochy is going to coach uh, manage France, so coming out of retirement for that, that's cool to see uh, him manage, you know, the French side. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think Team USA is stacking up well. There's still some big names out there. Um, two big New York guys who play in New York that could play for them. One was the MVP last time they played. Um, there, there's a there's a long list of names that they can add to Team USA that would make it interesting. But I think the fact once they got Trout, I think it showed that big names were going to commit, and you get Bryce Harper, so that's that's already huge. And I think it's going to be interesting to see who else commits. Yeah, the this roster from Team USA is pretty stacked, and I love seeing some household name guys like. Mike Trout, like Bryce Harper, like Nolan Arenado. I love seeing those kind of guys commit to playing in this because you don't always get that. And, you know, we've talked about the Olympics before and the work that the Olympics or really the MLB has to do to make Team USA the best that it can be at the Olympics. But the World Baseball Classic is kind of our consolation. And it's a great tournament. I love it. I really enjoy watching it. And never forget, we watched the final together. Yeah, 2017, Team USA winning. Uh, We were watching that in our college apartment in Blacksburg. Um, 
remember Adam Jones making that leaping catch at the wall in Petco Park. That was an amazing play, amazing catch. It was a great run in 2017. So I really love the World Baseball Classic. It's such a fun tournament. And I'm just really excited that we're going to see the best of the best playing for Team USA because you don't always get that. You get guys that, you know, they want to take some time off or they just aren't interested in playing in a tournament like this. But this year we have Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, all the guys that you listed off there. Uh, Peter Cedric Alonso, Mullins has played really well for Cedric Mullins. He's going to be great. Yeah, it, it's going to be a really, really fun tournament, a really good team for Team USA. And they're the defending champions because there hasn't been a tournament since 2017. So they are the defending champions. And it's going to be really fun to watch them take the field in this World Baseball Classic. I'm excited. Mark DeRosa as the manager, it feels a little bit weird to me. I, I know that he was a player, but I've only ever known him as a broadcaster on MLB Network. So seeing him go from that broadcasting position to managing a team, that's a little bit weird to me. But, you know, I think that it could be a good choice. Um, I, we were talking about who managed the last time. I think Mike Scotia has been the manager for Team USA. Jim Leland, maybe. Jim Leland, I think, was the manager in seventeen. Shout out to Team USA. After they did the uh, the graphic for the polar bears all in with Pete Alonso, they actually put one with a polar bear. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. I'll 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 send it to you. But um, that is hilarious. And so shout out to the <laughs> socials for USA Baseball. Yeah, it's gonna be a uh, a really fun tournament. Um, yeah, you're right. Jim Leland was manager in 2017. Mike Scotia has managed the team as well before. So hey, and they've if gone they, with if, some old school guys, now they're going with a new school. Any guy. indication that uh, Team USA is going to win? It's Bryce Harper, who's 16 and 0 with the Star and Stripes, and that was in the 16U national team in 08, 18U national team in 09. He is a combined 16 and 0, hitting 435 with 26 hits, 27 runs scored, and six home runs. So that's pretty good. That is pretty good. So, any indication, if you could bet on MVP, maybe Bryce Harper for the World Baseball Classic. You know what, I'm, you know, it, it's interesting because some of the guys that we mentioned that we're really excited to see, like Bryce Harper, like Mike Trout, you know, this is their, this is their first time playing in the World Baseball Classic. It's like, what compelled them to say, yes, I'm in this year? Uh Mike Trout needs playoff experience. <laughs> Mike Trout needs to win something. Yeah. This is his best shot at winning a championship. It, it's sad to say, but it might be. Unless he gets traded. It um, might be. But yeah, this is Trout's first time. This is Harper's first time. Obviously, this is uh, Pete Alonzo's first time. Arenado was like, on the team. Yeah, Arenado and Goldschmidt were on the team in 2017. Uh, Real Muto, it'll be his first time because in... 2017, AJ Ellis, Jonathan Lucroy, and Buster Posey were the catchers. They're all retired now. That was a good, that's a good set of catchers. Yeah, it is. So, a couple of guys that it's their first time. It, it's interesting. I, like, maybe it is they just want to win. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're still feeling the effects of losing so many games during 2020 because of COVID. They just want to play as much baseball as they can. I don't know what, what it is, but I'm really glad that we're going to see these guys playing in, in, the, in the tournament. Well, if you look at, you know, I, I think of 
Carmelo Anthony, who played, you know, multiple Olympic teams, it was always a joke. Like he would have his best season coming off an Olympic year because he'd stay in shape and play. Like, I think it's that kind of thing. Like it keeps you in shape for the off season and kind of keeps your body, you know, it, it conditions your body and then you go play and it get, you're like, you know, by the time it's done, you're right into the right into spring training and you're probably, you know, farther ahead than you would be at that point in a normal off season. So it could get you more towards heating your hitting your peak at the start of the season. Yeah. That's a good point. And, you know, they're going to be playing really good competition. I mean, Japan, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, they always put together Venezuela. They always put together great teams because you look at the, they're all guys that are in MLB for the most part. So they're all just going to play for their home country. So it's not like they're just playing, you know, it's not like Team USA basketball going out there dominating everybody. It's like there's good competition around the world in baseball. Yeah, I mean, we already mentioned Jose Altuve is going to play for Venezuela. I think the Dominican is going to have a really good team. Uh, Puerto Rico should have a really good team. Um, you know, th- this is a very much an international game. And, you know, the U.S., I would say, is one of the favorites. I think how it shakes out. I mean, the Dominican could have, you know, we, it'd be the first time we ever actually see Soto and Tatis play together. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> could be. It'd be. And then their center fielder would be Julio Rodriguez. Like, that's yeah, that would be fun to watch. And you throw in, you know, they could have, you know, Yadier Molina's played for Puerto, Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Before yeah, Puerto so, Rico's had some good teams. You, you throw it in. I mean, these rosters are going to be stacked and it's going to be fun to see. Ronald Acuna Jr. could go play for Venezuela. Could be uh could be some good good teams around the world there. I wonder if Miguel Cabrera will play for Venezuela or if he's done. We'll see. But yeah, should be a fun tournament. I'm looking forward to it. Um, especially like we said, Team USA. So many great names, so many great players on that roster for the 2023 World Baseball Classic. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited for that, honestly. Like, I know we got, we have a lot of good baseball left this year, and then we have the postseason and everything in MLB, but I'm excited for the World Baseball Classic next spring. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's going to be uh, one of the most interesting World Baseball Classics and be an interesting postseason. And I'm excited for it. You got the World Cup this year, so we're going to have a lot of international competitions um, going on which will be interesting because the World Baseball Class and the World Cup will – oh, will they overlap? Uh, I think they're close because the – you know, obviously the World Cup is not – it's in the winter because they – because of corruption. I mean, because it's hot in Qatar. The World Baseball Classic is March 8th through 21st next year. Okay, so never mind. It's next year. I'm dumb. But again, that's right before spring training. I, I was thinking it was more in the winter, like December, uh, okay. but that would make more sense. But yeah, you think about it. It's it's basically an extra set of spring training, but high competitive spring training, which will get you more towards your peak. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely will. Definitely will. All right, let's take a look at what's going on around Major League Baseball, the games we have coming up this week. Uh, like we said, 
One more game for the Yankees and the Mets in the Bronx. The Braves finishing up a series against the Pirates. Coming up this weekend, a four-game series for the Yankees out west, taking on Oakland. As you mentioned earlier, that west trip could be a big moment for the Yankees as they try to get back to their winning ways. We got the Rays and the Red Sox coming up this weekend in Boston. Uh, The Braves this weekend, they will be taking on the Cardinals in St. Louis. So that's a big series for a team that's been trying to, as we said, close in on the Mets in the National League East. Now they go take on the top team in the National League Central. So that's a big game. That'll actually be Sunday night baseball on ESPN this Sunday. So a couple of good series to watch coming up this weekend. It should be a fun rest of the week in baseball. Nothing that's uh, too major standing out too much. We do have the Orioles and the Astros as the Orioles continue to fight for a wild card spot. So that could be a fun series to watch this weekend. Anything you got your eye on, Trey? Anything else you want to mention before we wrap up today's episode? I have nothing right now. Uh, I'm excited about these playoff races. I think the the wildcard races are more interesting than any of the real, what's it called, uh, division races. I don't know why I blanked there. This is what happens when we record in the morning, and which we always do. But Always. Well, we have since you've gotten that job. Since maybe we'll change it. it up one day. Maybe if you don't work nights. Um, <laughs> uh, but looking at it, um, you know, Tampa, it looks like it, it's, you know, Baltimore's only two and a half games back in the last wild card spot. It's really tight. I mean, all the way down to Boston, it's six games. Uh, Atlanta looks comfortable, but San Diego could miss the playoffs after, you know, all the tattoo stuff. They're one and a half back. The Phillies are kind of under the radar comfortable in the wild card spot right now. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how this all shakes out. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fun, exciting end of the season. It will be. And you'll have all of the discussion right here on the foul ball area podcast. Give us your thoughts on the world baseball classic. What do you think? Who, who would you like to see play in it? What, other announcements you think are on the way from Team USA or any team around the world, let us know at Trey Lyle VT, at Matkins in the news, at Foulball Area, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're also on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foulball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.